Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game related topics. On tonight's show, we will be doing what we've been playing, the news, and for tonight's topic, something that piqued my interest online last week, people talking about care of their games, lending them out, uh, their fears of their games getting damaged, or or how peculiar or particular they are with them. Yeah. So, let's jump into it, what we've been playing. Exciting news, I played a game and I won the game. Sweet. I won it. Hear that? I'm yeah, good at something. Because I wasn't playing. Maybe. But you know what? I beat Jordan and that's all that matters. <laughs> and more importantly, you beat your mother. I beat my mother, but I feel like beating Jordan might be a bigger accomplishment. Mm, not usually. Not usually? Okay. I beat both of them. Okay. What did you play? I played role player, which I think we might have mentioned a couple times on the show before, but I thought I'd give a little bit more information about it. I don't know if we've done an in-depth I don't think we've done a we've it. played it because we haven't actually played. I haven't played it for over a year, maybe a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, this was only my second time playing it, but I, I love the game. The basic idea behind it is it is Dungeons and Dragons for idiots. Like it, it, it's D&D for idiots. It's a, and I, the idea is you're building your character. Yeah. Right. So you, you have a character that has some skills and you are slowly trying to build those skills up use or by picking dice and placing those dice on your, your board. Yes. If that makes sense. So you're given a card off the bat that has your, um, oh, what's the word for it? Your stats, basically, of what your charisma should be, your strength, dexterity, all those, so on. And on that sheet, it says, you know, it gives you points for each of those. So they say, you know, 14 to 15 or 14 and up or 17 or 18. The idea is you want those rows that you have to add up to those numbers. So you pick dice every turn, you place them in one of those slots, and you want to make those numbers equal. Yeah. Yeah. So I played this last night as well. Oh, there you go. Uh, you played Friday night, I, I played, played Friday last night. night. Uh, there's six characteristics. Each yeah. of them have a set value. Each of them have a special ability. Yeah. Uh, you start with seven dice. You put those seven dice wherever you would like, and then you're trying to reach the value with three dice on under each characteristic. Exactly. And like you said, each of those characteristics have a special ability, and that helps you get those numbers in the right spot because you also want to match up some of the colors, which is given to you by your attribute card, I believe. Yeah. Um, so you're trying to match up a bunch of things, get them in the right order. It's almost like kind of the basis of Sagrada. It's a similar it, idea, it, right? It, you know, placing dice with the numbers it. and the colors. So, you know, you have abilities such as flip the dice over. So you can turn a six to a one, a five to a two, stuff like that, a three to a four. There is re-roll a dice. There's swap two dice. Um, let's see the other ones. There's move a dice up or down by one number. Yep. And then there is getting a discount coupon, basically, for buying cards. Yeah, you get one dollar or one, yeah, one, dollar one gold off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then so after you've placed your dice, that's when you're able to buy cards or if you have the expansion like we did, fight monsters. Yeah, so this was role player with the expansion Monsters, monsters and, and Minions. Minions. Yeah. Uh, the second role player expansion, Fiends and, Fr Fiends and Familiars, uh, just finished on Kickstarter last month. Your brother ordered that as well. Okay. 
because uh, he—it's one of his favorite games. Yeah, it—it it is a really fun game, and I do like it. It's one of those ones that I think is more fun with the expansion, yep. just because I could see like if all I was doing is placing die dice and buying cards, then I would get very bored, because all you're doing is then you're just building your character, right? Unless yeah. there's monsters in the base game. I've never no. played it with just the base game. No, the base game is just making that character. Yeah, and which is fun, but. The monsters make it really enjoyable because you can kind of be like, you know, I, I want to fight this monster instead. And you have this big monster at the end that you have to worry about. So it gives you more things to do. It, it, it makes it more of a game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, my, my one hiccup with it, which I've noticed, is that with all the d dice manipulation that you get, it is pretty hard not to get your attributes. See, you say that. I got two. Two of six? Two of six. And you won? Yeah. How? So I had two of six, but I went, the ones I got were the bigger ones. Okay. And so like, I think I got a three and a two. I got, I bought a card that said, if your one attribute is less than this number, you get two stars. Okay. And then I got, I fought a lot of monsters mm -hmm. um, and got, I don't know. No, I didn't get points from those. What did I, what else did I get points from? Just extra things. There was a lot of little things that I got a lot of points from. Yeah. So part of this game is the cards are a big piece of this yeah. game. Oh, I also got six stars from my uh, getting, I did get all of my colors in the right spot. Okay. So I got those six stars, yeah. but I, I only got two of my things. Everything else was from cards that I had bought or from other scoring abilities. Okay. So we played last night and I won. Uh, my full, full score was 37. Uh, you get 12 from your character things and then you're putting your dice in the right spot yeah. gives you another six points and then you get three for having your backstory on the right star. Yep. Oh, I got that too. And then you got, I got eight from the monster I fought yeah. at the end of the game. And then I think I got another three or something from, uh, a trait. Yeah. Trait cards. So the trait cards give you either bonuses or special abilities during yeah. the game. They give you weapons that help you fight the monsters. They give you armor that gives you extra yeah. bonus points. And then there's, I think they're called traits. That's at the bottom of the board, yeah. which can give you extra bonus points. And that's where I got those two bonus points if my numbers were below a certain number. Yeah. So, uh, and to be fair, our game wasn't very high scoring. I won with 32 points. The next two people below me were at 30. Yep. So we were all pretty close well, and it I was find. just small things because I had a lot of things instead of just, I think one focus that got me the points. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid game. Uh, as I say, I think it's really easy to get the attributes and to get the dice in the right spot. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping the next one adds a little bit more challenge in That's that fair. route. Yeah. Uh, adding the expansion is a good expansion because it does give more good. And it it gives you tough choices. Do I buy a card? Do I fight a monster? Well, that's the thing. And I got to that point at the end where I was kind of like, if I fight the monster, I get XP, which allow me to buy combat dice for the big monster, right? Yep. If I go for the cards, I lose money and I don't get those, but I could have an easier time manipulating my dice because I had no cards. I had no skill cards. So I couldn't manipulate my dice in any way other than buying something or... Like, you know, buying something or placing a dice, right? Okay. And once I ran out of those spots to place the dice in, I was done. Yep. So it, I think my strategy worked for the game we were in. 
I don't know if it would work all the time. There was definitely mistakes I made in placing my dice to add everything up. Yep. Uh, there was one where I placed and I'm like, perfect. And then I realized, oh, that's not enough. Because there's also, you know, the minuses and the pluses on the yeah. on the card. So three of your characteristics have either a minus one, a plus one or a plus two, correct? I had, I don't think there was a minus one. I think it was just a plus two or a minus two. But I also had one of the expansion characters. So. Okay. Yeah. So the other nice thing with this thing or with this game is there's about 12 boards that come with it. Yeah. Each board has a male and a female. Yep. Uh, so there's some variety there. Uh, characteristics, I think they're identical on both yes, sides. Yes, it's just whichever one you want to be, uh, which I enjoy. It's a small thing that I actually really like because normally you get like, uh, you know, scoundrel yep. and it's the dude and you get the elf and it's the lady and, it, yep. you know, it, it's kind yeah. of very, very, it's, it's done. It's overdone, right? It, it breaks that typecasting. Uh, so with the variability, you each have backstories and there's, I'm going to say 20 backstories oh, so that many. you can shuffle up and throw through. Uh, there's the characteristic cards that you're trying to get uh, your your values yep. too. There's a bunch of those that you can, and that you're, you're shuffling yeah. through and then your alignment as well. Which it, if you've heard of the alignment chart, it's stuff like the lawful good, lawful neutral, stuff like that. Right. Yep. And I absolutely love the first part of the game where you get to pick your character and your backstory and all that. Cause you get, you get really funny combinations for me. Mine actually worked really well. I was a dark elf and as psionic and then I was, oh, what was I? Was I insane? I took a photo of it. Um, but yeah. But it was super fun, right? Because yeah. you get you get this really like crazy setup. I was laughing. Oh, yeah. A psionic, doomed, and maniac. That's yeah, what I it's, was. It's, so. it's playful, right? Yeah. And it just adds to the game. And one of, one of our friends, he ended up uh, having like a, basically a devil character. And then he was also redeemed i think he was called so now he fights bad guys yeah. and i was just like oh he's hellboy right yeah, <laughs> which was <yeah>. hilarious <laughs> so i played a couple of new games uh on the weekend uh, along with uh role player which i hadn't played for a long time yeah. uh i played uh, co2 from mm -hmm. Vitalis Serda on thursday night and i played villagers on friday night uh very big extremes. Uh, CO2 is a much heavier, heavier, heavier game. Heavy Euro. Yeah. And Villagers is very light. It looked very fun. Uh, card drafting, tableau building. Uh, it, it's a new one. Uh, it was just on Kickstarter not too long ago from what I remember. And it's just uh, some people are getting their Kickstarters. And one of the stores in town bought some Kickstarters and was selling them. And that's where uh, Dan had picked that one up from. Cool. Uh, there's base cards and then you're building on those base cards. Each base card will say it can take base two, one or two second level cards. And then those second level cards can take more cards as well. Uh, so it's almost like, uh, solitaire a little bit, you okay. know, where you're, yep. you're fanning out, but not that extreme. Uh, most of them, the base cards will take two. And then you're just stacking from that point. And there's some cards that will give you like only a two chain. Some give you a three. Some give you a, the longest is a four chain. And as you go down, you're getting more and more points. And uh, But you're also losing the ability of the card you're stacking on top of. Yeah. So it is a lot like Solitaire. Yeah. So a lot, a lot like Solitaire. Uh, 
the fourth level card that most I saw on all the fourth level is all gold. Yeah. And gold is victory points. So at the end of you're going to score twice during the game, once after the second round. That's going to give you enough gold to get through the rest of the game. Because you're, yeah. you're, you're paying two coins to either yourself or one of the other people to unlock a lot of the cards. Uh, and then you're stacking those cards on each other. And so at the end of the second round, you add up how many coins your, your income is. Yeah. Right? And then uh, you take that. And at the end of the game, you do the same thing. And the the neat thing with the unlocking is, so say I had a blacksmith and your card needed a blacksmith, yeah. you, you would have to pay me two coins. But say I'm using something that needs a blacksmith, the bank pays me two coins. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And those coins go right onto that cards and they're not usable by you. But at the end of the game, you add them up and they're income for you. Uh, so the one guy who won just had a whole stack on a bunch of them and he went heavy into one uh, type of character because there's four or five different characters or resources basically there's wood there's yeah wool there's leather or uh, of some sort or, probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> a stone <laughs> a stone of some sort and and that's how the characters are broken up and it's, they're all a different color yeah. of course and really solid quick game there was five of us playing it's one to five players and we were done in under an hour, including the teach. I was going to say, you guys were, it was the first time I'd seen you pick a game and you be done before we were. Well, I usually gravitate to something a little heavier. That's true. Uh, it's not that I don't like those types of games. And this one I had seen online and looked interesting. So that's yeah. why I, gra I, I grabbed it. Plus, you guys were playing role player. I find if, because there's four of us, if you go to game yeah. night and we grab a game, it's... Us at home. Right? I was I was attempting to not have the family all play together. It turned out three of us were at yeah. one game, but with the expansion of role player, you can play with five, so it was still okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I tried something new, and then uh, Thursday night I played CO two, which is my second Vital Lacerda game. First one being Lisboa. There you go. I thought, and you didn't like Lisboa, right? No, I loved. Lisboa. Oh, you loved Lisboa. Yeah. Which was the one you did? No, there's a few we don't like, but okay. What? It's very few games that yeah. really turned me off, but there there are a few. Yeah. But uh, CO2 is you are a corporation trying to sell good power plants around the world. Uh, so they, all the areas like North America, mm -hmm. Australia, all that, all start with coal and wood burning and gotcha. yep. all polluting power plants. And you add those... They have a value on each of them, depending on how strong they are. And you add those up and that's what the pollution in the world is. Okay. Okay. So you're trying to populate each plant or each continent and they each have two to, or no, three to six spots to fill. And once you fill all the spots with good power, you can start taking out the bad power because it, it basically it's saying this is what you need. And the game is broken up over five decades and each decade has five turns. Okay. So it's basically 25 turns is what you're doing. And like Lisboa, everything just meshed. Like Lisboa at its heart is play a card, take a card. But playing that card kicks off four or five different actions. Oh, cool. In this one, there's three actions you choose from. And then there's four free actions you can take on every turn. And I like it when games give you multiple actions. Like you're never stuck, right? No, and it's it was a really solid game. Both me and Norm were learning it for the first time. 
And so neither of us were going real hard on strategy by any means because we just we wanted to learn the game to be able to play it. Yeah. Or or to be able to teach it and to see if we liked it. Uh, this is the first edition. The second edition was on Kickstarter last year. And basically it had added cooperative and changed the art is what it looked like. I couldn't find anywhere where they really changed the rules of the game, uh, of the competitive version that we played. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like a fun game, honestly. It's, it's, it's neat. Like it's, you know, in modern times where this is yeah. prevalent in <laughs> every discussion. I think we could give it to the politicians and, the, and, and tell them like, hey, this is how easy it is. <laughs> Yeah, and they would ignore it as well. And they'd but, ignore it as well. But hey, whatever. But yeah, like uh, not super colorful by any means, not super pretty by any means, and a lot of cardboard pieces. Uh, but really, really solid game. Cool. Uh, yeah, like it's. Yeah. I makes, sounds fun. Makes me want to play more of his games because yeah. the two that I've played just yes, they're heavy games, but once you've play like two rounds you have this yeah and it's just building and everything's logical and everything makes sense right uh and the you know for you there actually was theme i'm told yay i love a good theme yeah like and, and there's not that many euro games that actually bring out the theme right? that's true in that style of game it's usually pretty hidden yeah you know, it's you, like it's, it's a picture and that's it it's very mechanically driven right but you know this with the with the power plants and everything, it, it made logical sense how you were doing stuff. Yeah, uh, made me want to check out some more of his games because Norm has Kanban, which is you're in an automotive shop and you're building cars. And same thing, it looked really logical. I watched a video on it the other day, and so I'm cool. hoping, we'll have to, give it a hoping try to get that to the table. All right, so you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR where we talk about board games and board game related topics. And we are going to jump into our news. I refuse to call it award winning yet. Okay. News this week, as you know, Gen Con is coming up this weekend. Uh, so lots of stuff being announced, lots of stuff available to purchase there. Uh, Tenari from Bruno Fiducci. It's a tile collecting game. You're moving a boat around a board and you're collecting these tiles and abstract strategy type thing. Uh, looks neat. Yeah, could be cool. Uh, Kickstarter. Simon released their latest Eric Yang game, or Eric Yang, Eric Lang game last week. True, True Vong or True Vang. Uh, it'll sell a couple of million dollars worth. Cool. Not in Kickstarter because I mean, it's, it's miniatures, right? Everybody likes miniatures. Yeah. Isn't it? Okay. Isn't it come on games? Not Simon games. I refuse to call yeah, it it's, that. It, uh, come on <laughs> makes sense. It looks like come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ticket to Ride is getting a 15th anniversary edition. I never, I couldn't see any pictures of it. I know the 10th anniversary is a gorgeous edition. Yeah. I'm hoping they do something similar because the 10th anniversary you can't find anywhere anymore. And it's a solid game. Uh, Smartphone Inc. came to Kickstarter. This looks like a cool game. Yes. So uh, last year at uh, Essen... This one was released in a very small print run and sold out instantly everywhere. And somebody in North America, I can't remember the company, picked it up for North American distribution rights. And so they all got together and they decided to do a Kickstarter. They, they said they were going to do a expansion and Kickstarter, but they just ended up uh, Doing the base adding game. more into the base game is oh, basically okay. it. Uh, so the people that bought the first edition are like, well, how do we get to the second edition? How do we get the extra stuff? And the, 
the companies on Kickstarter is like, email us. We're going to compile a list and we'll uh, figure out what we can do for you. Okay. That's neat. Yeah. Good on them. And worst game of the week announced, uh, <laughs> DuckTales Munchkin. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, DuckTales. Woo. But <laughs> DuckTales. I'm okay with DuckTales as a uh, TV show when I was uh, in elementary and yeah, David Tennant's early high one. school. Yeah. That's how I know about it. <laughs> but Munchkin has just been rehashed and rehashed. And, well, and I don't even like the game that and it's much. It's a terrible game. I don't like that game. That's, that's one game I can flat out say I do not like yeah. because I don't think it has a purpose. Uh, Tasty Minstrel Games. Uh, good, really nice board game company has done a really good job of making pretty games and, and solid mechanic games. Yeah. Uh, they do do Kickstarter for a lot of their stuff. Uh, so I don't know how long this list is going to take to come out, but they've also been known to release their games and then do a Kickstarter afterwards for a deluxified edition. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're good, but they're also evil. Gotcha. Okay. First one. Deluva Project, which is a heavy Euro. Second one, Old West, Emperesno. It's a tile-laying game or a tile-picking game. Uh, Homesteaders is getting a 10th anniversary plus an expansion, which adds a fifth player and a bunch of, bunch of new tiles and stuff. Festival of 100 cats or 1,000 cats. <laughs> yes. It's trick-taking. Looks, oh. looks kind of fun, but... Uh, roll, rolled West, which is the roll and write of Gold West. Uh, Big Dig, which is a like a roll and write, but it's a flip and write, so it's a card-based one. And Dawn of Mankind, which they didn't actually give any details for. Well, uh, well, we'll find out when yeah. those get more information. Yeah, but. so as, as more information comes out, we'll probably talk about them because K Tasty Minstrel makes some of my favorite games, right? Like yeah. I like Scoville, I like uh, Crusaders, I really liked uh, Gentees or Enties. And a lot of their games are quality made. Cool. Okay, you've been listening to CFCR. This is Board on the Air. This is Board on the Air. And we are going to jump into our main talk of the topic of the night, which is how do I take care of my game? Well, that and, you know, how particular are, you, are we with our games? Like, you know, do you just lend out a game to somebody and you're like, I don't care how it comes back. My games are meant to be played. <laughs> you know, and that's... Dan, who runs the Friday night games or brings yeah. his games for Friday night, is really good. He always says, my games are meant to be played. Yeah. Right? And you're very low key. You know, if people are throwing pieces around, yeah, I can see him getting a little bit upset. Or when your brother was straightening the board and... And snapped it in snapped half. Snapped it in oh, half. In front of him. In front of him. And he just, he, he laughed it off. But I, I was upset. Yeah, right? I was mad at him. I'm like, Jordan, Jordan. But, I mean... <laughs> He also knows when he's bringing the games to game night that, for the most part, we're all going to be pretty good about his games, right? Because yeah. we're all familiar with games. Whereas, like, if I, if I had a game and someone who maybe I didn't know as well or somebody who I knew doesn't take care of their stuff or care about the games as much, I'd, I'd be a little bit nervous about lending it out to them, really. Yeah. Because, you know, like, a lot of people are used to, you know, card games where you have just a pack of cards. And it doesn't really matter if they get a little worn at the edges. It's just a pack of cards, right? Mm -hmm. But for board games, it's a little more, you know, you, you want those to last a little longer. Well, and, and sometimes it affects the game, right? Yeah. Like, if, if you're doing a, uh, a deck building game 
and one of the cards gets beat up so you can tell what that card is each yeah. time yeah exactly that takes away from the game uh i i am i'm in between because i am under the impression or under the thought that the games are meant to be played absolutely but they're also meant to be played properly yeah right yeah. i don't want to see people beating up on a game of mine right yeah. or you know bending cards or <laughs> that yeah, like type don't, of stuff don't be destructive yeah playing is playing but you know don't don't break the cards and, and there are things you can do though to help prevent that right you know sleeved cards are very common in a lot of games now in fact they're making boxes that are able to fit sleeved cards already even if they're not currently sleeved just because it's so popular and it's a good way to keep your cards in shape I'm not a huge fan of sleeved cards because I find you can't shuffle them as well or I can't shuffle them as well. Well, it's a different type of shuffling. You yeah. can't uh, Bend, rifle, shuffle. Shu yeah. rifle shuffle them. You, you're, it's like pressing them together is basically what you're yeah. doing, right? And they, if you're used to that type of shuffling, they shuffle really well. Yeah. Uh, but it is different, right? Yeah, and I don't sleeve very many games. Yeah. I sleeved Brass Birmingham. And specifically because when I opened the pack and started going through the cards just to look at them, they're a dark card and it was already showing white on the edges. And that was after just picking them up because they are a thicker card, right? Yeah. And, and so it's easier to grab pieces of, pieces of those cards. And this is a game that I was like, I want this to stay pretty because it is a gorgeous, gorgeous exactly. game, right? Yeah. So I sleeve that right away. Outside of that, I really can't think of anything i've sleeved personally no the only other one i was looking at sleeving was actually harry potter because there's so many cards in it um well and it's a deck builder so and you're it's a using deck builder those like those cards come out so often so uh, that was one i was looking at but for the most part there's not many games i really want to be sleeved yeah like one that i'm sort of kicking myself a bit now that we didn't sleeve when we got it would be seven wonders absolutely yeah we, we've played Seven Wonders so much, and our deck is so worn out. Yeah. I actually emailed uh, Asmodee in North America, is who handles it, and said, you know, can I get a, just another deck of cards? Like, that's all I want. I, you know, everything else is still good. Yeah. And they're like, no, we only sell replacement cards or give out replacement cards. So, yeah. if, I, so if I said, oh, okay, well, I lost my deck of cards. Yeah, my, I've my, lost my, all of my cards. Yeah, my game didn't come with cards. I don't know how you guys did this. You know, they're not just going to send me a deck of cards, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about cardboarding games? What do you mean by that? So a very popular game right now is Quacks of Quedling Bird. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, a it's most for i call it quacks <laughs> uh so you're putting cardboard chits into your bag and you're reaching in and you're pulling them out and of course when you reach in you're like well which one's this one so you're rubbing yeah. them and stuff and and people are complaining that those chits or the cardboard uh, tokens are starting to wear quickly i can imagine like there's a i could see stuff like quacks and um orleans and altiplano. altiplano all of those as a reason like the plastic tokens have become popular it's because you know i could see those cardboard pieces getting destroyed right yep. so yeah i could see wanting to upgrade the uh, upgrade upgrade those pieces just to extend the life of your game yeah absolutely yeah i i agree too uh we upgraded orleans i'm upgrading altiplano for that reason right yeah. you know the cardboard is 
it's it's a wear piece, right? You know, and you know, there's tiles and stuff on games. The, those are the pieces that I worry about. You know, yeah, like well, look at Jordan snapping the cardboard piece in half, right? Yeah, like like these things do happen. Jordan wasn't trying to break that piece; no. it just happened as he was trying to straighten, straighten it, it out. Right? Yeah. I, he just <laughs> pulled a little too hard, but. <laughs> You know, those are pieces that can't be replaced and stuff. So that's why, you know, this topic, I was like, when I listen to the people talk about it, they're like, no, I don't lend out my games. My games are mint. I get really anxious. You know, they talk about going to a convention where people put down their games and walk away and let people play their games. Like, that would make me super nervous. Like, I, I think I'd be concerned. Absolutely. Mainly about lost pieces and stuff. I think I'd be more concerned about lost pieces than pieces being in bad shape. But... Yeah, I'd be nervous about lending, I think, some of my games out. Yeah. Like, I know we were playing a game at New Year's. Yep. And I knocked over a glass of wine. Oh, my gosh. All over the instruction manual, and I felt absolutely horrible about it. Yikes. And, uh, <laughs> but, like, that stuff can happen. Like, yeah. And, you know, I see uh, we bring games out, play with some kids, and they bring a drink to the table. I'm watching them the You're entire the time, drink. right? I do it with Jordan, though. I'm like, yeah. okay, where's where's Jordan's food? Where's Jordan's drink? Well, I, <laughs> honestly, I do it with everybody, right? Yeah, I, I do it with myself. Yeah, I, I I get paranoid when liquids are near the board games. Absolutely. So I think the main thing we're saying is if you are using somebody's game or if you're bringing games, be patient. And be polite. Be polite. Yeah. You're listening to Board on the Air. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we'll see you next week. Have a good night.